Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, it's Mraz. A happy Friday to you. A Target Demo Friday. Look, I just want to say thank you all for always downloading and subscribing to these podcasts, including the best of the DA show. This was a baby you listeners came up with, and I've been happy to edit it together for the last few years. This is my final show. This is my final best of. I love you all, and I will forever. Check it out now. We're going to keep this thing rolling, keep this thing flowing. Might have a few surprises along the way, but a lot to get to this morning on the show, and so let's do this. We actually start with something called sports. As Deion Sanders, head coach of the Colorado Buffaloes, alma mater of one Andrew Kaplan, He is not going to make Pac-12 media days. He's got that foot thing going on. Got all this stuff going on in his foot. Risk of amputation at one point in time. But it has not prevented the Buffs from getting some of the most gambling action in the nation. This story is really interesting. Who bets on the Colorado Buffaloes aside from degenerate gamblers and Buffs alumni? But right now, because of the Dion effect, the Buffs are one of the most bet-on teams this season. Not only over-under win total, but also their opening line against TCU. They'll open up against a team that played for a national championship this past January. And so the question becomes... Would you wager on Dion's team just because it's Dion? It's where we begin. You're cold open. The coaching staff, um, the atmosphere, the city, uh, the publicity, the structure, the discipline, um, the academics, the graduation rate, uh, the food and the cafeteria. I could keep going because this thing is getting good. Just, just everything. It's hard to say no. I don't believe it. The most amazing, sensational, dramatic, heart-rending. It's DA's top story. Here he goes. It's your cold open. Oh, this is getting good. Now that's Dion back when he took the job. And my answer is, yeah. I think because Dion Sanders brings a level of attention and notoriety that you don't get for a lot of other college football programs that 
were not on your radar before the season coming in. You probably have some idea about the Georgia Bulldogs. You probably have some idea about Alabama, Ohio State, Michigan, USC, programs like that that were in the in the conversation last year or have had some big names or big moves over the last couple of years. But Colorado splashes, and you know that Dion got rid of all of his all of the old kids or all of the other kids, the previous regimes, recruits and players. And then he brought in his own son, and he had a, an ability to turn around his previous program at Jackson, and now he's trying to do the same thing at Colorado. And I think the answer is, yeah, it, it, it is more interesting with this sea of teams and maybe faceless coaches and players you don't know so much about if you have just a little hook. And it's very polarizing as well because some people think Dion is exactly what Colorado needs and is great for college football. And other people think he's a total total fraud and is just an attention-hungry guy. And I, to me personally, I think there's truth to both. I think undoubtedly at his last stop, he proved that he can coach, even if it was against a lesser level of coaches, resources, programs, and talent than he's going to be dealing with in a Power 5 conference. But he still won almost every game and clearly injected major energy and life into the locker room, into games, into stadium ops, into the program, into the conference, into historically black colleges in general. So Dion does have a magic there. That's undeniable, and it worked. But I also think that so much of this attention that Colorado's getting is simply based on the fact that Dion knows what buttons to press to get attention. And that if you really look at the roster, it was pretty bad to begin with they were really bad last year and they're still going to be kind of bad this season and he's not a miracle worker overnight now CU might get there eventually to where they're competing for a conference championship at some point but it's not yet and so when I look at Colorado as a nearly 20 point underdog to open up the season against TCU you're thinking wow Dion's getting 19 and a half points all right, but then you realize, well, TCU played for a title last season and Colorado finished 1-11 and last year. So are you really all in on the plus 19 and a half or you just think that, well, it's Dion? Also, their win total is three and a half games. Three and a half games. Okay, so that is incredibly low. And you might automatically say, well, I'm definitely going to bet the over because Dion's going to be four and eight, I guarantee you, or better. Four and eight? I only got to go four and eight to win that bet. However, they open against TCU, and then a non-conference game is Nebraska. So they're on the road in Fort Worth and then have Nebraska coming in. That's two of their non-conference games. All right? And so, well, TCU is a conference game. But... Then they have a conference schedule slate that looks like this. At Oregon, home to USC, at UCLA, at Utah. Those are brutal games. There's no breathers on this schedule. So getting four wins out of that, yikes. So I would bang the under as well. So I think it's enticing because the numbers feel like, well, Dion, those are low bars to jump over for Dion. But the reality is... I don't think he can. 
Dion makes it interesting to wager on the Buffaloes this year. 855-212-4CBS on Twitter, DA on CBS. Now, I, I'd like to, to volley over to Mirage now because here is a guy that enjoys himself on a Saturday sitting down with a Buffalo chicken dip and a six-pack of Kona Big Wave and enjoying college football and, and throwing some shekels on some college football. But he's also doing this show. He's booking guests, air quotes, for this show. And so he's more in tune with college football. When you go down the hall, New York City, nobody cares about college football. Will you be still enjoying a little wagering on Saturdays anymore? Of course I do. I'm an American DA. Oh. I love to bet. I love football. Uh-huh. I love Buffalo chicken dip. But you're not working alongside any guys that know college football. Even better, because guess what? Draft comes around next year. Who are they going to go to? Old Uncle Shawnee has been watching college football all year long. I like so what? I don't. I need to uh, only watch something because I need to talk about it. Heck no! I enjoy college football with or without work. Okay. I all need right. the bands, the pageantry, the whole dynamic. Okay. Okay. So you're still in. Yeah. Matter of fact, I'm having uh, Bob's by the Bay. Come on down. Opening college football Saturday Labor Day weekend. Gelb's coming big. Ringdinger. Is that right? Gelb is coming by? Yeah, he came the last two years. He's already, te- people already, te- it's becoming a thing now. I start college football season at Bob's by the Bay. That's the Saturday of Labor Day? Yeah, absolutely. And we sit there and gamble from noon to midnight and eat a lot of sausage and peppers off the Blackstone. Oh, that's a nice one. It's a nice day. The pool's open and little cornhole if Northwestern and uh, Toledo get out of hand and you have a good time. <laughs> okay. Okay. Very good. Will you wager on Dion on either one of those numbers? I'm not going to play the over-under at all because I don't know enough about the roster. I know that I've said they've lost a ton of people. But am I going to be more likely to wager on a singular Colorado game or include them in a parlay just by the mere fact that they're interesting with Dion? Yes. Wow, and I said Colorado TCU is a conference game. It's not. No. Because Colorado's in the Pac-12. Exactly. Yeah, but that's okay. They used to be in the Big 12. Yeah. In fact, one of our biggest uh, arguments back there, remember, you went on and on about Maryland being the ACC, and we didn't correct you for 15 minutes that they were in the Big Ten. <laughs> so not the first time. <laughs> this realignment stuff, it's tough to keep up with. Well, we're we're off and running. How do you feel? My mic is on. <laughs> Perfect. I feel good. I feel good. A little nervous. Bogus is basically giving me hugs on the way in. So we're, we're going to be fine. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I think I think today it's going to hit Bogues more than any of us. That's my prediction. Bogues, you think? Bogues was the one guy who didn't really say his piece when we first said goodbye. I think me and Pete have gotten a lot of things out of the way. You even joined down the line that day. Bogues, really, he had enough of all. I think today Bogus is going to have to deal with his emotions and feelings. Has Bogues been avoiding the emotion? I think so. And look, we're all human. You can't avoid emotions. You bottle it up, you burst out. I get the sense today, today is going to be a, a tough day for the bags under the eyes for Bogus. Really? How's Pete been toward you? Towards you? Cold? Frosty? Warm? Inviting? Certainly not inviting. Uh, I mean, he's been fine. A lot of red carpet? What's going on? I mean, a little, little nasty, you're leaving to us. be honest. <laughs> Quote, you're leaving us. Okay, yeah. that's an interesting way to frame this. Uh, yeah, I could just, I, I, look, I think Pete, me and Pete love each other, but I get the sense he, he today wants today over with more than he's <laughs> celebrating today. Pete, true or false, you want today over? Uh, no. Uh, well, 
a little bit of both. <laughs> I, I, I <laughs> getting kind of tired of uh, people coming up with sales pitches to Sean as as he sits in our newsroom. Oh, you know the sales team yeah, for right. the other station, which happens. I understand. Oh wow, is that right? You're already getting some endorsement deals. Yeah, and it happened again this morning, um, which I guess. I mean, I, I guess it speaks to how little people are doing around here. Could we hurry up on CBS Sports Radio here? Hurry up, yeah. But I'm getting a lot of a lot of pitches coming. And Pete's just sitting there shaking his head, pounding the table. A lot of pitches. Okay, weight loss. What's going on? I, I, I'm not ready to regrow eat, hair, eat uh, food, alcohol. I thought you're not supposed to be the food guy, right? If they pay, um, I have to smooth the goalposts a little bit. Okay, so corporate morass. It's okay for you to take that money. It's but it's money. not okay for me to take that money to do weekend shifts over there? Oh, I think it's perfectly okay oh, for you I, to... I thought you were judging me for being a hypocrite with the embargo. No, 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 uh, no. I see. I, oh, I really, what I the see. listeners were doing, you got diapers to... Oh, 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 I see. Yes. Okay, okay, so tell me more. Uh, no, food, alcohol, uh, there was even some... Alcohol? Talk of some backyard bar stuff that was pitched this morning. Is that right? How about that? I don't know, man. What, what are you going to do? I'm just a humble guy from humble beginnings. Whatever right. they need me to do. <laughs> is that right? But yes, Pete now is getting a big grumble in the newsroom every time somebody comes over. Well, that's great. Now, let me just go to that topic list from Monday. Ah, here it is. That fraud DA hosted on WFAN Sunday topic list. And that was ri- that was written by you, actually. That was actually a topic list written by you in the title. Yeah, but that was a quote, I think, from a squishy liquid. Yeah, tweet. Uh, I see. Yeah. Okay, okay. Also, yeah, I right. was drunk. You know, you know me with you drunk, drunk topic. Gotcha, gotcha. gotcha. Yeah. Got you it. know, the alcohol endorsements. I, of course. I see. So, so you're not going to be the food guy, but you will be accepting money to endorse food down the hall. I'm only the food guy if they pay me to be the food I guy. Mm. Falling up. Got mm. it. Got it. Yeah. It's Folks. a good day, DA. So I, I heard the uh, the guest, and I'm going to be emotional today. Sean yeah, might have been right about that. There might have been emotions mm. until I heard <laughs> the sales pitch spiel before the show that Pete has brought up, and that immediately took any positive slash sad emotions away. So now we're into frustration. I guess there's some jealousy mixed in there as well. But that was a good tone setter to get me back in the right mind frame good. for these next four hours. Good. So Morass hasn't done a minute yet down the hallway, but already sales flies are around him, pitching him this, that, and the other thing. And I can, yeah. and I can do without the WFAN conga line that comes in this control room. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun, too. The person who mentioned this to Sean used to be my friend, um, and now he didn't even say good morning to me while giving Sean <laughs> free money. It's good times. Stepped right over the body. Basically. Like the sales department does. They walk right past us. <laughs> Call us CBS Sports Network. People look for, oh, that's where time I to shine that. happens? <laughs> nope. On tours. <laughs> CBS Sports. Oh, this is CBS Sports Network. Oh, where's Prince Dover? I think Tim Brando works for us. <laughs> Congratulations, Sean. Just getting started. Just getting started. <laughs> Friday, everybody. It's the final episode of the DA show featuring Mraz as a full-time member of the program. 
My guess is he'll pop in. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. And from here, there, everywhere, over time, but for now... We're saying so long. And so you can watch the proceedings on YouTube, on Twitch, and at watchda.com. Remember, this episode, like every episode, fully archived on YouTube. So if you miss anything, want to go back and watch it, relive it, always available on YouTube. Well, I am super excited. Out of all of our mystery guests this week, this one might be my favorite because he's been part of a bit that we have not done in a long time. It it was always one of my favorite bits here on the show. And because he moved on to greener pastures and has not been around the building over the last couple of years or not in our time slot at the same time, we haven't been able to do it, but it is time to dust off an oldie, but a goodie for one final time. We have breaking bad news with Joey Waller. He's the only man in America who can make you feel good about really terrible breaks in life. It's breaking bad news with Joey Waller. First of all, Joseph M. Waller, welcome back. Thanks so much. It is amazing to be back here. When's the last time we had you on the show? so long ago, I don't even think there's a year for it. Got to be three or four years, right? It's definitely pre-pandemic. Pre-pandemic. But I was telling you, my name is still written in dust here on the <laughs> desk, so it can't really be that long. It's all a matter of perspective, right? Joey, how you been? What's life look like now? I'm good. We're both fathers. Yeah. That's how long it's been. Congrats right. again on yours. Thank you. And congrats again on yours. You, Thank you. You're about six months, right? Ten-month-old oh, ten daughter. Months. Yeah. Exciting. Exciting and new. Exciting and new. It's, Love boat. It's <laughs> on the DA show. It's hard though. It's hard. I'm it's, at two months. It's hard. It's hard, but here's what I tell people. Anytime you and or your wife start to get freaked out, we don't know what we're doing, we don't have the answers. How do you find out? I say, listen. Say to my wife, the next time you're in, say, ShopRite or Target. Look around at some of the people that are raising kids. Okay? <laughs> Makes you feel better. No disrespect. <laughs> and you'll immediately think to yourself, it's going to be okay. <laughs> so 
it's going to be okay. <laughs> we'll figure this out. Yes. Now, how do you feel about Mraz moving down the hallway to the Afternoon Drive show in New York? I mean, the analogy that I used on Twitter when I found out the news, and, I, and I'm being serious here, it reminds me of something Dan Hurley said when he first took over at UConn and they weren't good right away. Okay. Not that Sean wasn't good right away, sure. but before he became this version, if you will, mm-hmm. Hurley said, you know what? Take your shots at us now because we're coming. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. What I really liked by you on Twitter was comparing this to the Cal Ripken farewell tour. <laughs> I mean, he's going down the hall. <laughs> His new show is logistically close enough, DA, that he could cut a fart in this studio and you could smell it in that studio. I mean, what are we carrying on about here? Rush Limbaugh's death didn't garner this much attention. And he was saying farewell, not just goodbye. Am I right? It is I, amazing. I mean, I, I'm looking for a graphic this morning. Farewell to a giant. <laughs> <laughs> like one of the Kennedys passed away. <laughs> it just never ends. Did you see the tweet this morning from Springsteen? He tweeted at Sean and said, people say, I don't know when to get off the stage. <laughs> crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> Joe's always been an amazing cameo appearance for us because I've always said the way you deliver news is so unique and special. It could it could be the worst news you ever get, but if it's coming from you, it's gonna it's gonna be okay. It feels like it's gonna be okay. So that's where Breaking Bad News with Joey Waller started. We took really awful events and just had you deliver the news and was like, oh, it's gonna be all right. And so maybe you should just do current events for us as an American societal contribution to make us all just feel better about all the terrible things that happen. Whatever I can do to advance the good of mankind. You know that's deep down what I've always been about. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's what people think of when they think Joey Waller, no question. Well, Joe, we have a, a couple of nuggets for you to deliver for Mraz on his farewells, if you would like to take the microphone. As always, we have three of these. Here we go. Number three. Oh, let, let's start at the top. <laughs> I forgot how this worked. Yeah, number three. Number three. Hey, Sean. It's your program director. We really love what you did on the DA show. So many great years of laughs and crazy radio moments. But just as an aside, you may never use the name Mraz again. <laughs> Please change your social media handles accordingly. <laughs> Apparently legal getting involved here, too. <laughs> Did you hear Make this? Sure. That they're saying down the hall, no Moraz, only Sean Morash. No Moraz. They don't like nicknames down there. I've heard they don't like nicknames down there. I remember that was a thing with you and uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. certain someone. <laughs> well, you got quite an earful, didn't you? <laughs> that, yeah, I, I sure did. But that certain someone's gone now, but apparently they still don't like nicknames down the hall. Interesting. Now, will you allow your newborn to... Just use two initials. That's the question. Yeah, he's AJ already. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, that's his first name. So AJA, AJ Mendelara. Sure, run with it. I initials have worked for me. It's worked for you. But nicknames, no. For Moraz now, he's now, now Sean Morris. So if you see him in the hallways, Sean Morris. Corporate. I've gone corporate. And it's Morash, not Morash. 
Jesus. Right? M O. This is how the Mraz thing started 10 years ago. Correct. It's M-O-R, pronounce it with me, more, A-S-H, ash. Put those together, what do you got? More ash. Well, that means the stress, though, is on the first syllable, more. It is not on the last syllable, ash, because, as Joey said, it could be marash. But, but, then, saying, but then that starts to sound like it's spelled M-E-R, like marash. Okay, so you're saying it's more ash. Yes. Okay. I'm just, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm telling you guys that that's what my name is. I mean, if you were a professional athlete, would your uniform have an accent mark anyway? <laughs> it's French-Canadian. Maybe it was lost along the way. An, an omelet, maybe? Because, you know, I went to Seton Hall with Craig Biggio, which somewhere along the line, very bougie-like, became Biggio. Oh, is that right? He that was is Biggio. Right. He was Biggio, just as another fellow Seton Hall classmate at the time, Maurice Vaughn, somewhere along the line, became Mo. You went to school with both Craig Biggio and Mo Vaughn. I did. That's a wow. Wow, that is a wowie. Wow. Yeah, you won't see my name on uh, Immaculate Grid anytime soon. <laughs> 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 Didn't quite take it to that level. <laughs> All right, number two. Number two. Hello, Sean. This is Alan in Legal. Congratulations on your new role at our station on the local side. The good news is you'll be part of the afternoon drive show of a legacy sports radio station. The bad news is you'll be legally prevented from saying anything about your bowel movements, your BMI, you'll need to retest for a sixth grade education level, and you'll have to dispose of your collection of feces-stained sweatpants. <laughs> Ouch. Thank you. The paperwork will arrive shortly. <laughs> I don't know how to deal that I sign if I got to get rid of the feces sweatpants. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what do you say if they bring if Alan Legal brings that up? You're like, "Ah, eh, everything but the sweatpants." Yeah, I'm not going to Costco and buying more. They're staying. Will you be allowed to wear sweatpants down the hall? Uh, I think nice joggers, yeah. Shorts? Yeah, heck yeah. Okay, so you're challenging convention here. You don't care. New role. You're just throwing caution to the wind. Um, I Yeah, I mean, I did order 10 new shirts for the first two weeks. So other than that, yeah. Button downs? Different variations of shirts. Danielle's trying a new style on me. And what's the style? Uh, there's some V-necks along Please. with some. Uh, I, you know what? I'll, I'll take pictures. I'll show you guys. I don't want to spoil too much. The style's clean. Spoil it too much. Well, they're, who they're, is, they're, they're who the, is waiting to see? They're the kind of shirts that if you lift your arms up, my gut doesn't come out. They're like form-fitting to a biggerly challenged man. You're not going to wear that suit that you rolled out on picture day yet, are you? That's the one and only, Joe. It's the one and only. You didn't bring that back to Sims yet? Oh <laughs> it's in the dry cleaners. I need it for both weddings I'm attending. And funerals. Wow. So... You're getting this bump, and Danielle goes, we got to dress you up now. You can't be dressed like a slob anymore. Oh, you should have seen the shipment of shirts that came in. Multiple packages. Laid them all on the bed. Made me do a whole fashion thing for her. I love Danielle to pieces, but where was this for the last ten and a half years? No, she tried this a couple years ago when we moved to mornings. It was a different style then. Again, only got ten shirts worth for two weeks. And quickly the Tanaka t-shirts came back <laughs> out. This is not a new shtick for her. I but, love it. Every couple of years trying to re-energize Mraz's fashion. <laughs> I'd like to see what that closet looks like. No, you no, don't. You That'd be a great segment. You like seeing the last name drones pushed across, like Ruben drones? And just old Giants jerseys crumpled in a ball 
thrown to the back of the closet. I've seen it before. It's ugly. It smells like Reebok and moths. It's really bad. All right, finally, number three. I'm going to need you to touch the screen or do whatever here because it uh, went to sleep or whatever. The okay. awkward pause. <laughs> attention, Sean. Attention, Sean. This is your internal organs talking. Oh. We would like to be the first to say congratulations on the new job. <laughs> we know that the hours should help out your digestion and eating habits. The bad news is things are bleak down here. It's been a slow death for 26 years now. <laughs> 26. Ever since your decision to eschew seventh grade biology to take a third lunch, <laughs> things have been eroding. Liver is gasping for air. He's overworked from all those Saturdays at Bob's by the Bay. <laughs> Don't get me started with the intestines. Whew. Looks like a war zone. <laughs> and heart. Man, he is exhausted. He looks like Kellen Winslow at the end of a playoff game. <laughs> oh, no. So, this is a plea from everyone down here. Get it together, man. We're dying. But looking forward to your Yankees trade deadline tape. <laughs> if you live that long. Breaking bad news. Everybody. Can I just tell you real quick, when I whenever I see the name Kellen Winslow. And whenever I do, for forever and evermore, it'll always remind me of this. You remember when he was arrested during his brief, ugly stint with the Jets? Well, his son. Kellen Winslow. I'm sorry, Kellen Winslow Jr. Right. Should clarify, very important, yes. So Kellen Winslow Jr. was arrested, if you recall, for being in the parking lot at a mall in New Jersey and, shall we say, entertaining himself mm -hmm. in the car. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And the story went, according to police, this is true, that when the cops stopped him because they had gotten a report of this from people that observed him, and when the cops came up to him and asked him what he was doing, he said he was lost and trying to find a, um, what's it called, the chicken place? Um, Chick-fil-A? The one that we don't hear about as much. Popeyes, um, Roy Rogers. Oh, Popeyes? Ducky Fried Chicken. It was Kentucky Fried Chicken, I think. Something chicken. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> Nashville hot? I can't think of it. But I'm going to go on with the story and try to save this anyway. Whoever it was, it was one of the chains. And it came out in the story that he said he was looking for this particular chicken chain. Yeah. And that place tweeted later that day and said, just in case anyone ever needs to know where we're located, you can find all the locations on our website. I thought it was a great response. He was Boston Market. Boston Market. Boston Market. That's right. He was looking for a Boston Market. Yes. Can I give you my one uh, personal uh, breaking bad news that I wrote? Yeah, of course. Especially for Sean's yes, final day. Absolutely. Hi, this is WFAN Program Director Spike Eskin. The good news is, Sean will be a key part of our exciting new programming lineup with new hosts and shows throughout the day. The bad news is, our new hosts are really our same old hosts that you've already been listening to for years, and since almost all of our audience 
basically never leaves the house and listens to the station 24-7 anyway, unfortunately, your new listening experience really won't be that much better. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I got a no comment there. Going out with a bang here, DA, huh? The good news is you've been promoted. The bad news is your name's not on the show. <laughs> and yet only Sean. Again. Only Sean could explain that away, right? <laughs> well, you see, the reason for that is I don't need my name on the show. Don't need it. No ego. I'm used to that. Ten and a half years. That logo's twirling behind DA. Joe, you put your name on the show, you got nothing but problems. Yeah. yeah. Keep my yeah. name off that. Keep my name off that marquee. I like Get it, it out. this way. It's like the story of the fox and the grapes. Who needs those stinky old grapes anyway? <laughs> right. Hopefully that saved the Boston market for <laughs> Try to remember the punchline the next time I come in. <laughs> Me note too. to self. Can I just say, <laughs> yes. on a serious note, yeah. uh, a couple things real quick. One, thanks so much for having me in. It's, yeah, it's really great, great to be here for this day. It's great to be back, period. It's great to be, period. Right, Bogish? <laughs> yeah. Um, a tribute to you, first of all, for helping to create the this, monster. This mess. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, but I, I think it says something about your confidence as a person and as a broadcaster, that you become the ringmaster of all this craziness and allow others to, you know, kind of find themselves on this show. It's 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 an unusual. I think we all of us that work in this business know that that's a unique trait. So I think you're to be commended. I appreciate that, Joe. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely, it's very Howard Stern-like, right? Yeah, I mean, to me, the the point of the show has always been to be as entertaining as possible. And if there are other people around that can do things better than you you should make sure they get the ball in those situations. It's always you're responsible for the show ultimately, but you just try to got to get people involved in the offense. It makes for a better offense. And Mraz took the ball and never gave it back. Yeah, I mean, you've created kind of like your own whack pack, very Stern-like, as I said, right? Mraz is kind of like Baba Booey. Bilotti's what, like Fred? <laughs> Bogish is... I'll be Robin. Big compliment. I don't know who Bogish is. Yeah. You get the idea. I'm just right? here. I got the idea. <laughs> Hey, Sean, on behalf of Mama Bear and Baby Bear, we want to congratulate you on your 10 years on the DA show. I think I speak for all the listeners of the show that your jokes and hijinks will be missed. You've become a great host, father, and somebody who I look up to. Cheers on your future endeavors and following your dreams. I love you. DA on CBS Sports Radio. Bayou Bear. How about that? That was nice. That was really nice. I thought there might be one zinger in there, but no. The nicest he's ever been. Not even a Barkley impersonation. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, I was the go-between for that. And I was expecting it to be a lampoon of you, but no. Instead, it was straight emotional. That's very nice. The Bayou just Bear. Call you. As a soft side. Listen to the show on hundreds of affiliates nationwide and north of the border. Also on Sirius XM Channel 158 and... Listen on the free Odyssey app as well as the free CBS Sports app. And contrary to popular belief, on Monday we come back on the air. Now I am off next week. <laughs> so do we? <laughs> and Pete's off next Thursday and Friday. Right. There so, will be a DA show, though, moving yeah. forward. We's a loose term next week. Vogues will be on the air. There will be a DA show. And then the following week after that, I'm back on the air. And so even though we are saying farewell, I do want to remind listeners... You can still 
tune in to CBS Sports Radio in the mornings and hear most of us. I think me and EJ are the only five dayers next week. Hard hat guys. But I'll be here Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah, can't wait. Hard hat Andrew Bogish next week. Well, Bogues has given his words to Merez, and we have not had a tear yet. Now, we only have an hour and 14 minutes to go, so if Pete can't deliver a tear, then all bets are off. I mean, come on, Pete. you got to give us something here, <laughs> even if you're the one that cries. Well, yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> well I did a lot of that in the, uh, the first time we heard about this. But, uh, you know, there's been seven full-time staffers here at CBS Sports Radio since day one, and two of them, Damon and Mandalara, and Sean Moresh. D.A. Mraz put this network on their back when other stations and entities rated our talent. One thing has remained constant, it's D.A. Mraz. And now Sean Moresh will head to the Big Apple, cheese dip and cheese steaks in hand, <laughs> and make more pork store money. Not only because Sean will watch every giant game and scream down the block during their first win, but because Sean is that good. The DA show will take its next steps while Sean takes his first on his own. A new and exciting era for both, but an incredible history for DA and Mraz. Sean and I worked in this control room for six years, longer than any person I've worked with. He's a brother for life, and through good times and bad, we've had each other's back and been each other's sounding board. And as much as I know Sean is a superior radio talent, he's an even greater husband, father, son, brother, and friend. And thank you for what you've done for this network, what you've done for the DA show, and thank you for being a brother. That's all I got to say. Well done. Damn it, Pete. Damn it. Pete, you did it. You got Mraz to break. There he is. I now let's zoom in, Cat. Let's make sure we zoom in. Zoom in. Damn it. I can't believe he thanked you on behalf of the network. <laughs> He's a boss. Did I? By the power vested in me by Eric Spitz and Mark Chernoff and Spike Eskin. I do thank say, you for your service. Those words really meant a lot, but there was a part of me that just almost felt like I really did die and I was in the casket <laughs> and he was at like the church giving that. Oh, this is this was listed under uh obituary too. My files. Thank you. That I mean yeah, I'll have more to say uh next, but yeah. Uh, he got me. He got me. Nice job. I'm trying to pull it back together. I I did laugh when I saw Bogus laugh when the first pen click happened. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm so mad. I should have clicked my pen through my entire one lap. That would have been a little, that would have been fun. Damn it. Also, on behalf of the network, <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Mraz, for basically saving the network. All you've done for the network. Jim Rome is on the air. <laughs> Rome's like, what am, what am I? There's a chance Rome doesn't know who I am. <laughs> radio Hall of Fame is like, did you guys get the note that Jim is well, in the Radio Hall of Fame? All right, so you know what? I said seven people at full-time staffers are still here on this network. Who are the seven? Oh, so, good one. The four of us. Right. Ack is five. Mm -hmm. Romy is six. Mm -hmm. Mike Samter. Yeah. Wow, producer of Maggie and Perloff. Wow, that's... We're down to the seven. Yeah. Wow. There were seven left, and four of them worked on this show. <laughs> now three. Wow. See you later. And, and, and now three. Yeah, right. Really bogus. Well, Rome, Bogus, and I have been in, like, the same spot. Right. Yeah. That is amazing. Damn. Feels stupid to leave now. Could have mm. stayed till the end. 
See, now so you did. Now, for the record, the four of us have been here since day one of the network. Moraz will be joining the fifth iteration of the afternoon show on WFA. Correct. <laughs> was, temporarily, I was also part of one. <laughs> <laughs> this is the second stint on that right. show. <laughs> the first time they let him work both because they didn't know how it was going to go. <laughs> At least this time they think it's going to work over there. <laughs> it's like when you, it's like when you re-sign the prospect you traded. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> to a big contract. Right. Got Greg Allen again. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin is next up here on the DA show. He's in. I think he said Potsatua. Potsatua. Okay, Kevin, where are you calling from? Ponchatoula, DA. Ponchatoula, Louisiana. Yes, sir. All right, right on. What's going on? I just wanted to call in and congratulate Sean. It's been an honor since hearing him in 2013 running the 40-yard dash down the hallway to watch him grow as a man over the last 10 years and... I'm going to miss all the hilarity that he brings, but I'm looking forward to what he does over there and what y'all look like going forward. Thanks for the 10 years, Shawnee. Nice job, Kev. Nice job. Thanks to Kevin and Ponchatua. Ponchatua. <laughs> Moretz thought Potsatua was a play that Mike McDaniels had drawn, <laughs> drawn up for the Bills game. <laughs> I spelt it that way, too. <laughs> Patrick... Tweeting, greetings from Michigan, listening on Twitch. I'm laughing and almost crying. Whereas you'll be you'll be missed, but glad you're not going that far. I cannot wait for the first reunion show. This is what it feels like when a dynasty hits free agency. That's pretty funny. <laughs> Aiden the intern, dusting off some pictures for Moraz's final day on the DA show on Twitter. Thanks again for helping me become a listener in high school, become an intern in college, and becoming a lasting friend of the media business. My favorite morning show will not be the same without you. That molding young minds. Kid in Tuscaloosa, it's always about them. Mm. Tony tweets in, happy Friday. Best of luck on your new venture, Moraz, listing on the KIZN 95.3 app in Idaho. Hashtag Booskies. Well. Holy God! I should have told you that Booskies were coming up. My bad. My bad. Senor Pantley, congrats, Moraz. The show will definitely miss your adorably infuriating buffoonery and irreplaceable absurdity, even if it resulted in an immediate intellectual and professional upswing. When Monday rolls around, you'll always be Moraz to us, damn it. We love you, big guy. Uh, it is funny to go out into the newsroom during commercial breaks because there is a um, a general feeling of bewilderment that what, what's going on here? It's like, Mraz succeeded again, and he's getting a full farewell show out of it. <laughs> Nobody can believe this, but it is kind of perfectly unbelievable when it comes to Mraz's career arc. I mean, I just want to let anybody know who's saying that. We did lead with Deion Sanders in the betting public in Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> Talked a little golf. Pat tweets, Mraz, as you'd say, when one door closes, a window of lemonade opens up. <laughs> Best of luck to you. <laughs> that might be the tweet of the day. I gotta be honest, I don't get that. <laughs> there it is. Just think about it. It'll, it'll make sense. Go step by step. Sam tweets, gonna miss Mraz. The dual lip eclipse are the best. Today, Mraz looks like a dad at Jim Bree. <laughs> yeah. You're getting killed for not dressing up for your final day. I'm wearing a listener-made t-shirt today. Yeah, me too. This is the ultimate honor. Yes, that's right. Yeah, that is a T-shirt that we got in Boise, Idaho. 
And uh, your is your hat also an Idaho hat? No, it's a it's a girl dad hat because gotcha. it's meant to symbol. It says girl dad. What I've become. Right. No one can see it though. You know that. Every. Right? All right, fine. Yeah. But also, I don't want my head looking so shiny in the last day. These videos live on forever. Yeah, how you feeling, bro? Man, I'm feeling great. I'm doing great. Happy Friday, boys and girls. One question, one question only. How do you feel? Well, I feel good, and I'm doing well. Hey, that's all that really matters. And we take you inside the final hour of Mraz here on the DA Show starting on Monday. He walks down the hall to begin his tenure as part of the new afternoon show on WFAN. So he's just far enough away to where he won't be part of our show, although he's close enough to where, as Joey Waller described, if he farted in that studio, we could smell it over here. So he won't be that far. Uh, Coming up the rest of the hour here on the show, we've got the half year of the buffoon, which will kind of act as our epic fail today. So Pete the Body has pieced together the best of the last seven months of Mraz, and uh, we'll play that coming up in about 20 minutes. And then in 40 minutes, Mraz has the floor. He gets to say his goodbye. We just had an awesome Mraz moment. Here is Pete and I over the course of the last couple of weeks planning and plotting. What do we do in the final week? What do we do in the final show? Who do we have? Mystery guests and this audio and this clip and this stuff. And then we thought the big enchilada, the big farewell was, let's get Mraz's family in here. Okay, so we organize Bob and Nancy. His sister's here as well. We have them come in. We have them in the newsroom. And I'm like, I'm going to film Mraz walking out of the control room to see and be shocked by this and maybe break down in tears or something because we know he's known to be a blubbering mess at times. He walks out of the control room. They are standing there in the newsroom. He walks right past him and runs to the bathroom. And I'm filming him from behind. (laughs) Like, where is the sentimental, hey, everybody, it's so good to see you here. It was just a beeline to the bathroom. What happened? Because yesterday... I was late getting back because your wife was on the line, and I've been drinking this huge drink that Pete got me, and I didn't want to miss the beginning of your soliloquy. Okay, we'll we'll bypass that. But you were not surprised to see your family to even say hello? There are several indicators I had, especially, and I just remember this one, on Monday when I joked around on Twitch I'm working from home Thursday and Friday, and my mom, who has to be on Twitch, immediately texts me, you can't do that. You can't work from home on Friday. There's something special planned. (laughs) That's amazing. So let's go to the beginning, okay? When I was working in Boston, it was under the CBS radio umbrella, and I was doing nights there. And in October of 2012, I got a call from corporate And they said, hey, we're thinking about starting or we are going to start a a national network based in New York City. We think you'd be a good fit. Would you be interested? And I said, absolutely. I had a great run in Boston. It was nearly four years, but I'm from New York. My family is here as a chance to go to a national uh, syndicated network. And I just said, whatever it takes, I'm there. It didn't matter what the shift was, what the money was, what the situation was. I just I said yes to all. So they asked me, "Okay, great. We'll get some paperwork together, and we're going to launch it in January. So I had a couple of months heads up. And during that time, they'd ask me, do you have a producer that you would like to bring? And the guys that I worked with in Boston were all from Boston, and that was their dream job. And so they said, you know, thanks, but uh, 
but we'd like to stay here. And the guys that I worked with in Kansas City were from Kansas City or had moved to other parts of the industry. And so they were like, thanks, but but I'm good here. And so all the people that I'd worked with had roots where I had worked with them. So I came here to New York and said, I don't have a producer, so let me know what you think. And the bosses said, there's going to be three candidates that we think are good in-house part-timers. We think they're ready for a full-time jump. We'd like you to sit with each one of them and think. let let us know what you think. So I sat with the three. All, all three were very good candidates, but I sat with Merez at the time, Sean, and I just had a series of questions that I was asking, you know, who's a producer that you admire in the building? And, you know, who? what are some of the things you think make a good sports radio show? And uh, I said, who are your favorite teams? And Mraz said, well, my favorite team is is the Giants. I go, yeah, okay. Well, again, my dad's a huge Giants fan. I grew up in a Giants household too. He goes, yeah, I mean, I'm like a really huge Giants fan. I said, well, how huge? And he raised up his sleeve and showed me the tattoo. It's a big NY tattoo. And he said, I, I got this the night before the Super Bowl when they beat the Patriots. I was drunk and I got the tattoo. I was like, you... What if, if they lost? And you were like, I, I don't know. What, I just I had to get it. Oh, that's an interesting story. And he goes, and I'm actually named after a giant. I said, really? He said, yeah, Sean, as in the punter, Sean Landetta. I said, you're named after the punter? And Mraz said to me, yeah, uh, my dad originally wanted Phil for Phil Sims, but my mom didn't like that name. And then he went with Lawrence for Lawrence Taylor, but my grandma said I can't be named after a drug addict. And I said, well, this is an amazing origin story. And for some reason, that just feels like the tiebreaker to me. That just felt like, I feel like there's something here. I didn't know Merez as a producer, but I just knew there was already this origin story of something pretty incredible. Uh, and so we started working together, and I could tell that he was really raw. Now, I had come here after 10 years of radio. I had come here after journalism school. I kind of had an idea of what I wanted from the show, and so I had a game plan and an execution, and here's how it had to be done, here's how it had to be done. And you know, one of the things that I, I rely on is my instinct of respect the audience. If you always remember that, then hopefully you never get too far off course I can't say we're always great at that, but I try to use that as the North Star. Re respect the audience. Respect the honor of the audience. And the way that I used to do that was organization, discipline, specific, specificity, being specific about things, um, timing, all of these things, discipline ab about how you go about the job. And so there's a preparation. There's a uh, a rhythm there is a structure and you work within this structure to make sure there's always these kind of tent poles that you do to respect the audience. And I could tell Mraz came at sports radio a completely different way. That it was like, it was kind of meant to just have fun and argue and like let it all pour out. And so it took us a while to kind of feel out what was good and what isn't. But Mraz, to his credit, knew that I was the boss and my name was on the show. So we tried to do things that way. But it led to a lot of, no, it has to be done this way. It ha we have to be better. We have to be tighter. It has to be done a different way. And so that was like our original relationship. But as I got to know Mraz, what I realized was he had this amazing character trait which was to be completely transparent. 
there was nothing that was off limits. Nothing. W totally willing to, to bring out all of his old garbage jerseys and wear them on national TV to be made fun of, including in front of his idol, Tiki Barber. He wore, at the end of 40 jerseys, 40 nights, or however many we did, a skin-tight, extra-small, child-sized Joe Morris jersey from his childhood in the 80s with his belly protruding, and it was the most humiliating thing you could possibly see and there was Tiki Barber, one of his idols, that he took a photo with in the most humiliating uh, way, fa way possible. And it was fine. There was nothing we couldn't make fun of about him. He would make fun of it as well. He would never get mad if we poked fun. There was nothing that was off limits. And I was like, this is extraordinary. To put all of yourself on the radio, and it was fine. All of yourself. Now, you got to realize, in radio... It can be very vulnerable because we're here for three or four hours a day. And so you end up talking about life stuff yourself. And that connects you to an audience. But you tend to have a wall about certain things. You don't have to talk about everything. Mraz never had any wall. And I was just like, this is incredible. So we'll just keep mining this. Well, what else? Well, what else? And you, what you found as you peeled the onion was that you have the most amazing connections to things in life that may have happened that you did somebody that you know i mean it just goes on and on and on and so there's this amazing personality trait where you are totally transparent and can be vulnerable with also this background from a place that i don't really think is even a real place where frank viola comes to play wiffle ball at bob's bar and you know it's just like there's a connection to like Britney Spears's mom knows your mom or no, Dina it, Lohan. Dina, like, yeah. Oh, sorry, Dina Lohan. Like it just it stops making any sense until you realize it's not supposed to make sense. This is just what happens in West Babylon, New York. Yeah, including this week. My mom went to school with a serial killer. There you go. We found out that there was a Long Island serial killer that was on the lam for 10 years. They finally ID'd him, and it turns out that that was a classmate of your mom. Yes. So that's so there's that. So as I got to know Moraz, I went to a block party. Uh, I went to his house a couple of times for other things. And what I realized was he came from this amazing place, not only the town, but his family. And this is why that they are here today. It's because Bob and Nancy are incredible people as well. They are so giving that it's, it's extraordinary. They're an extraordinary family. And uh, I have great gratitude for the way that you've opened up your home to these listeners and when I talk about honoring the listeners, Mraz did that every day in his own way because he was totally himself. So when we go on the road to the Super Bowl or we go on the road to Final Four, we go on the road to, um, you know, Boise, like what you see is what you get. And that is of the highest, that's the highest compliment I can give. So that's why he's so effective. That's why he is so good at this is because there is no shell. There's nothing he won't talk about. There's nothing he won't share. And that's what his family does with us to Bob's bar. So people wonder like, am I angry that he's leaving? Am I sad? No, it's none of those things because he deserves getting another opportunity because of that trait and He's going to go to New York and do this. And he's going to be exactly who he is because he can't help but do it.
Like, we're, we walk out to the newsroom yesterday, and he's shirtless with a baseball bat in his hand with a backwards hat, and I'm like, it's already starting. He goes, I'm not going to be the food guy. I'm not going to be a clown. I'm not going to be Mraz. But you can't help it. It's exactly who you are. And my job here on this show and every show that I've ever worked on was to be the best point guard I could be. It's you find other people's strengths and you try to illuminate that. So if it's, you know, a three-point shooter, get him the ball. If it's a dunker, get him in space. If we run up-tempo, run up-tempo. If we got to slow it down, slow it down. And play in the post. And it became really easy to just know that Mraz's talent was just being exactly who he is. So... I started to soften, and we didn't have to do everything the exact same way. We didn't have to book the biggest guests. In fact, sometimes I said, don't worry about the guest. We don't need one today. See today? We don't need one. Sometimes I would just go, like, we don't need anything in that segment. And it was just because I knew that I came to work with guys that understood how to play off one another and to just be authentic. So Pete the Body and Bogish and I get to keep doing this, which is an amazing thing. You know, it's such a treat. Mraz was such a core part of this because we just all knew how to be authentic with one another. And what you saw on the show and heard on the show was exactly what we would be at Bob's Bar or at the block party or off of work or in the newsroom or at my house for a barbecue, at Mraz's house for beers, whatever. It was just, that that's exactly what it was. And there came a point where, no joke, I said, probably at the end of last year, I said, this is not going to last forever. It's not because I said, <clears throat> you don't get this in radio often, if ever. You have a 10-year run with somebody and these group of guys that you work with that you just love, and you go, it doesn't last forever. At some point, something happens because talented people move on and the business churns through and changes and I kind of was like might be the last dance you don't know you know not that we're the Jordan Bulls but just like you don't know when it's going to end and so in the in the winter I said to Mraz I said let's let's meet and we met in one of the production rooms and I said all the stuff that I've told you over the years so forget it I said just be yourself just do what you do. And I said, it's going to be great. I just know it. And so I just dropped all of the like, hey, we need to do this. We need to do that. I was like, just go. Because I saw what the, the listeners, the audience responded to. And it was amazing. Like, if you just sat back and let Mraz do Mraz, it's like ridiculous. Which leads to him pooping in his pants on the air and admitting it. And admitting it. Like, now, who would do that and then admit it and <laughs> just, like, you would hide it, you would lie about it, you would do something, and he just won't. And, like, that thing is just the secret sauce. That thing. So, like, this is an awesome day. It's awesome because Mraz gets to go and be who he is on a bigger platform for him with a bigger role and more money, and, like, it's... It's a special, special thing to watch that. And I said this when we got the news. Talented people move on.
Talent people get opportunities. Talented people, they, they get promoted. And we got them for 10 and a half years, and the next guy that steps in or the next woman that steps in is, is going to be great because we got amazing candidates, and we got a million uh, resumes from what Pete tells me. Uh, I get the triple buy into the final, so we'll see. But uh, from what I've heard, we've got incredible, incredible candidates, and I'm excited about whoever steps in here because we're a family. We'll always be a family. Mraz will always be part of the family. But for those that are looking at this like, ah, Man, it's such a bummer that he that management pulled him away. It's such a bummer he's got to go do that. It's such a bummer that you can only hold on to somebody for so long. And Bogus kind of alluded to this. Like, talented people get chances. Talented people move on. Talented people get other opportunities. So this was inevitable in a lot of ways. Now, I thought it was going to be Tucson. <laughs> Ends up being New York. Better winters. I thought it was going to be with a baby. Ends up with Tiki. So these were... <laughs> I, I, I missed shot a little bit with my guess here, but Big Baby in the Landfill was the precursor to, like, you, you don't get this forever. This, these are magical, magical shows and times. And uh, th th that's the outpouring of this, this show and these listeners. And so you know, we will continue to do what we do, which is honor the audience. And you are allowed to be sad and be angry or whatever for Mraz to move on. But just remember, at the end of the day, we're all thrilled for him. And we're thrilled because the loyalty of this show, you know, begat this. And I say this all the time. We are not here without this audience. This audience found us during overnights and said, this is a really good show and told the affiliates, this is a really good show. And our bosses were like, oh, I guess something is going on with the overnights because they were not listening. Who is up at 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. on the East Coast as an executive? They were not listening. So they're like, I guess the affiliates like this show. Let's put them in evenings. And then the D-Alien spoke again to the affiliates. I really love this show. I really love this show. And the bosses were like, maybe we should move this to mid-mornings. And then the the listeners, again, we love this show. We love this show. And they said, maybe we move this to morning drive. And that only happens if you do this every day with a certain feel and an authenticity. And that authenticity We'll never lose, but Morass had it in spades and boatloads and buckets. So even though they're going to say it's Sean Morash on the fan, and even though you'll be working with Tiki Barber instead of us, and even though it's drive time on the legacy sports radio station in New York, and you'll be banging about the Yankees relief corps and about, you know, the Giants special teams, and there won't be uh, – Cheeky, uh, silly, corny sound checks and years of the buffoon and the, the 12 DAs and death by sauces, all the silliness that we do, even though there won't be those things, you just got to be morass because that's what got you here. That is what got you here, just being you and dipping into a bucket of something that few if anybody has. And again, I'll just bring up, like, your most famous moments on the air, crying over Derek Jeter retiring, crying over the Ryan Callahan trade, screaming bloody murder over a week one win over the Titans, and then soiling yourself. These are the most famous moments of yours. What a legacy. As well as hours of this silliness of where is uh, where is that state? Uh, Boise is two hours past Cleveland. Um, you know, they speak Egyptian in Brazil, right? 
all these things you did because you were so transparent, so honest, and so vulnerable. You didn't care that everybody was like, you have to know that. You didn't care that everyone's like, you're crying over that. You didn't care that you were like, people that you're that happy over a week one win over the Titans. And because of all of that, people connect to you. They love you. They are addicted to that transparency because it's so rare. So you just have to keep doing that and keep no ego. That's the last thing. Mraz does all this without an ego. There's all this jealousy around because it's like, how does he keep getting all these jobs? But Mraz does not think he's better than anybody because of it. That's the crazy thing. And that's what makes him so lovable. And you can tell that through the air. Even though he's he's called himself a pop culture phenomenon, you know, he he is still so humble about the success. And that is, again, the secret sauce. Big heart. He's a showman. He's transparent without an ego. God bless. We love you, Mraz. Good luck. Sorry that I broke, but, hey, I wear my heart on my sleeve as well. We love you. We'll, you'll always be part of the family here on the show, and uh, we'll take a break. But uh, the entire DA show audience loves you, rooting for you, and we are the same way here on the show. And uh, we're so thankful that uh, the clan can come out here, the fam can come out here and hang out with us as well. The only radio show where listeners are invited to their childhood homes. The DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. All right, 45 minutes past the hour. DA with you here on CBS Sports Radio. You can always listen to us on hundreds of affiliates nationwide and also on Sirius XM Channel 158. We've had an emotional morning of remembrances and all these cool clips we've been playing as Mraz wraps up his tenure here on the DA Show, which we're very proud of him for and uh, getting all these great messages on Twitter and on the phones and on Facebook. And there's always one who has no idea what's happening on the show. That would be Inferno <laughs> Agony. Inferno Agony, Gary tweets, Hey, Target Demo Friday, listening on the Odyssey app, dumping trash for the city, watching opening night of Slam Ball, the first place Orioles and gaming all weekend long. Hashtag Target Demo Friday. <laughs> Well, at least nope. you know the show moves on. Yeah. <laughs> no idea what the show has been about. Has not tuned in. Just wants to let us know. He'll be watching Slam Ball's opening night. So it's a big Friday for Gary. <laughs> big Friday for Gary. Responding to a post, the goodbye post of Sean <laughs> swinging away on the dolphin. Unbelievable. <laughs> All right. So as we wrap up here, Moraz has last licks. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess I'll thank a couple people. Um... I, first of all, my wife, I mean, the whole run, 10 and a half years, I started not married, got married, had two kids somehow with all that, you know, swimming with dolphins and everything, and um, absolute backbone. Not easy when I'm not home every night, overnight for two years. Then get promoted, honey, not going to be home for dinner two straight years. Middays, early mornings, I became a real grouch coming home. And more importantly than that, I mean, part of the transparency... And this goes for my parents and, and sister and sisters. Never once, hey, can you stop talking about that on the air? Can you not bring up the kids on the air? She, without question, um, and my, my whole family, absolutely awesome about that. They know that whatever happens is going to come out on the radio, <laughs> and there's never once been a moment of that. So um, that's a huge part of it. So, and, you know, Danielle, if you're listening, thank you, and... My parents as well. I mean, geez, my dad, 
sports. I mean, I'm not this, not growing up listening in the car with him. Um, Little League games, everything is great. Now you guys, uh, Bogues, I was really, really mean. So I want to say I'm sorry for the agent thing. <laughs> in general or just that? Well, that, that specifically. <laughs> I mean, we knew each other, but maybe we didn't know each other as well when I did that. And your mom still hates me for it. She um, does. But you're great at what you do, and you are the perfect, in a good way, people have called you a square, but, like, the perfect square component to everything, and I do believe there was something with this show missing that got that with you. I really do believe that, and I thank you dearly. Pete, I'm not going to look at you because I'm going to lose it hysterically uh, crying again. I'm looking at the screens now. Um, I mean, you're my brother in there. You, I don't have a brother. I have, uh, you know, brother-in-laws and sisters, but... You were the closest thing over the last five years. You know, figuring out how to be dads together and... Uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what else to say. Other than, you know, we've shared some of our deepest, darkest secrets with each other. And uh, whether you're grumpy, nice, whatever, I love that. I, you were like a box of chocolates and I'm going to miss every morning with you, man. Uh, and of course, before I thank you, Cap. Cap hasn't gotten enough attention to this and I say this seriously. Part of why I think that the company has recognized my abilities, talents, whatever you guys want to call it, Kaplan's ability to cut these videos and put them out into the universe, I mean, honestly, how much stuff would have gone unnoticed that only our diehard radio listeners would have had? It's true. Cap has had so much of a positive influence in the growth of my career, more so than he even realizes, and I want him to know that that's, that's not unnoticed. And, uh... Of course, I'm breaking. DA, thank if, you. If I broke, then I now know. you got to break. I, I set the tone. I listen to a lot of sports radio, both here, other networks, locally. It is very easy for a host to just be a host, do the show themselves with you know some callers and tweeters, and have a producer back there, a board op over here, an update anchor over here, and... Outside of the first two months of the show, when you soon realize Schwartz wasn't the guy you could totally rely on, <laughs> um, you had an insane ability at understanding that different voices mattered and character development mattered. And that day that I interviewed with you, if I don't get paired with you, I'm sure I would have ended up with a full-time job somewhere along the line in this company, but... I really highly doubt that my character would have ever been able to grow and shine and my personality came out and I... I don't believe I'm in this position now with my own money if it wasn't for you, <laughs> frankly, not being selfish. You were not selfish. And not a lot of hosts would be like that. So you taught me. You you helped grow me. I was 26 when I walked in these doors. I'm 36. I own a house. I got two kids now. I I grew up here, man. And uh, you were like a hybrid brother and father to me. And... I'm looking forward to listening to the show, but the absolute worst part is not seeing you every day. I'm going to miss the heck out of you. And then just lastly, the listeners, you guys could have all hated me. Some of you do. Some of you still don't or still do, whatever. But the amount of, again, I said this, messages and everything that's come in, just knowing that what we do every day matters and, and seeing the reaction from some of you guys, social media can be really powerful. I, I love every single one of you, and I will, I will, I'll miss you greatly. I love you, and goodbye.
Well said, Mraz. Well said. We all feel the same exact way, man. And uh, it's been a hell of a run. It's been a freaking hell of a run. And, uh, yeah, you just, you know, if you work in media long enough, Bogues, um, you've, you've been to other stations and other networks. And you just, you don't know when things will click. But we tend to just really click really well. And um, the listeners get it. And they appreciate it. And so it feeds us. And that type of thing um, is hard to replicate. But when you got it. You know, you know, you really got it, and we've had it for a long time with Moraz. Yeah, and we've we've joked about how many morning shows have been in this spot <laughs> yeah. on the network, but uh. you know, there's a hippie. Uh, there's a reason why <laughs> this is the one that's been the longest now and is not going anywhere anytime soon. And um, you know, I, I appreciate everything Sean just said. I'm very thankful for both of you guys for welcoming me into the family because there's a lot of show before me and Pete. We're sitting here waiting for you guys. Um, and it's been it's been remarkable, and I'm sad that this part of it is over. But the next part's going to be fun too. Yeah. So we we have to get you as our mole here in the studio in the newsroom for that crossover. Yeah. What's happening? Is Mraz still a locker room leader, which he has fancied himself for a long time? I mean, the first test will be when does he actually get here for that show? <laughs> because I'm out of here by like 103. So if he starts cutting it less than an hour time to first pitch, so to speak, like he does in the morning here, then I might miss him. But if he comes in when he should be here theoretically to prep for that 2 o'clock start, I'll plenty of time with him. Now that there's Mraz money, do you start buying the pizzas for the board ops and for the tape <laughs> ops? And, you know, you got to be a locker room yeah. leader. I milked one last Dunkin' Donuts order at a Pete's wallet today. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I probably, you That's know, right. we'll see We'll see what happens. Uh, if there is a piece of advice you would give the next person that would take your job. Be yourself. Hide nothing. I did it. It worked for me. That doesn't mean you have to be me. But if you hide anything, our listeners will see right through it. You just got to be yourself. <laughs> relax. And... Eat it for the first year. And I hope, DA, I hope you rub their faces. Because I had to deal with that for a couple of years. You go back to being pre-bourbon belly. You, for the first, you owe me that for the first year. So you want me to coach hard. Oh, yeah. Remember all those Bill Parcells books you read? Break them back down. Stop watching Smokey and the Bandit. Yeah, different tears from that producer. I want to hear about the pain and misery. I want them to come back to me. Hey, Phil, I'll call the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> oh my god i mean and the the songs by he who shall not be named just what a what a perfect bow on this week it's i really want the album release <laughs> i want it so bad i didn't know another hit was coming today and he went on and yeah. on and on including editing work now he decides to work hard on the show i know it's amazing uh, this whole week, the cast of thousands has been great, and that's another part of this is that we've had so many funny, smart, interesting, sometimes not so smart people that have come through uh, the doors to be part of the show, cameos, voices, characters. So to bring them all back this week in some way, shape, or form was pretty epic. So we all wish Mraz a very fond farewell. He's just going down the hall, so he'll be part of the DA show in some way, shape, or form with some types of uh, projects or PGPs or something. We'll, we'll weave them back in, but uh, we will we will miss them, no doubt about it. Thanks to Sean Mraz, executive producer of the DA Show for ten and a half years, the longest standing producer ever of the DA Show. Thanks to Pete the Body Bellotti on the Wheels of Steel, Andrew Bogish on your headlines, Andrew Kaplan, the Wizard of Watch DA. And thanks to the Mraz that came by. I'm DA. The Mothership disconnects. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.